Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit LambdaLegal.org. That's LambdaLegal.org. Okay, podcast starts now. Hello, freaks and losers. You are listening to Stradio Lab, um, the only podcast that is ruined by my co-host, George. George, respond. Welcome to the series finale of the podcast Stradio Lab. Yes, I just revealed that I have a hard out today. Sorry. Yeah, and you revealed it literally one minute ago. And, you know, we have our biggest, highest profile guests on today. That's right, the Safdie brothers. And you come in here and shorten our allotted time with them. You know, if they wanted to, I would say, of course, you can sort of cut us off whenever you feel you're Safdies. But they, you did that. You did that to us. Cutting okay. in to say more like Hold on, sister. I have to respond. <laughs> What is this voice? I'm sorry, this is my Benny, voice. Benny, you sound awful, Benny. <laughs> Benita. Benita. Sisters. Frika. And also, I just wanted to say, this is my voice today, and we're all tolerant of it. Benito okay. Safdie. <laughs> yes. Director. Wait, okay. Did we cut in too early? Too early. No, 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 no you're back, doing great, but I do want to respond. I... So now that, you know, we are talking to the Safdie brothers, I want to say I actually sisters. specifically planned to have a heart out because I wanted to create an air of anxiety sisters, like in Uncut Gems. So yeah. this entire episode Don't is forget very, good time. Don't forget good time. It's very good Don't time. Don't forget good time. And we're yeah. all Robert Pattinson. Yeah. You know that famously I didn't watch Uncut Gems. I only skipped to the Idina Menzel parts. I was about to say at <laughs> least you saw that. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I literally fast forward through when I saw Adina was on the screen. I stopped. Went to the Adina Menzel wearing her scenes. bat mitzvah dress as mm-hmm. an Italian. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. That is, Wait, is, that the truly... is she Italian? I don't, I just made that up, but I don't think she's Jewish. Huh. I think she is Jew. I, 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 this is not for me to say. Ready? That's a really fun segment. Is she Jewish? Is she Ready, Jewish. Rachel Brosnahan, go. No. No. <laughs> she is not. But we stand. Wait, but, can we get confirmation on Adina, George? No, I am. Going? That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Um, I feel like she's iconically Jewish. I mm. hold on, hold on. She, she was uh, bo- she's Jewish. She's Jewish. She's, she's Jewish. Jewish. And you know she's what? Jewish. I've released my notes up apology already. <laughs> it's live. It's, it's live. live. <laughs> it's live. Wait, I was reading a review of the of the new jo- Doja Cat album, um, Craig Jenkins, and it was talking about how she is this like new like model for a person who like I mean like there are multiple people like this now, but it's like there is like we are now moving into a territory where like people can just like choose not to insist on not getting canceled anymore, and then oh, it works. Well, Doja yeah. says I'm not. I, you all say I'm canceled, but actually I'm not. Yeah. Well, like, right. well, like that's like everybody now. Like everybody's doing that now. It's like. I mean, well, I did that Cheeto I, set the model. Yes, yes I Truly. got canceled for thinking Adina Menzel is Italian, but that's not going to define my narrative. I've reclaimed it. All. I reclaimed it before it even became public. You're right. <laughs> well, and and also obviously canceling has lost all meaning now that Republicans just use it for like literally whatever. Like you could whatever. like get a speeding ticket and they'll be like, I'm getting canceled for driving at my speed. Wait, and let's it, disengage. So I'm, so, I'm sorry to bring us into this con- this kind of conversation. We are not cultural critics. Like, why are we doing Why am I doing well, I mean, not to be a bitch, but actually I think you two like almost canonically are. No. Um, I, it's I, funny I, that people think that that's true and not a stupid, stupid thing we called ourselves four, four or five years when ago. When we thought no one would listen to whatever the <laughs> fuck we had to say. Hmm, I happen to remember some bylines in vulture.com. Does that not a cultural critic make? <laughs> well, You're going to be shocked by the answer. Not at all. I mean, is recapping not the pinnacle of social <laughs> critique? Wait, we recapped, which was like truly like the the lowest rung. And then Sam, meanwhile, wrote a, a piece about how art pop is Lady Gaga's Pinkerton, which is actually so beautiful and true. And now George is working at Hello Gawker. Gawkerino. Yeah, that's right. Here. So Craig Jenkins, you're on notice, sweetie. <laughs> you're on burn. Uh, you better be protecting that Pulitzer you won recently because guess what? Nominated. The Safty brothers are coming for you. Again, the sisters, Safty sisters. If you if you, um, if you misgender again, I'm I'm gonna. I'm drop sorry, the I misgendered the Safty sisters, a drag duo you just made up based on the Safty brothers. <laughs> um, oh my God! Wait, I have a new drag name. What? Salem Witchcraft. Oh, yours. That doesn't down. really make sense. I don't love it. it doesn't need to. It's <laughs> drag, baby. Do you think milk makes sense? No, it's one of the most famous drag queens in the world. <laughs> and it's one, of, one of, the of the most the radical real... gender fuckers. <laughs> the gender fuckery of it all. The gender fuckery yeah, of it all. That's I'm gender fuck in that I fuck any gender. That's okay, not even that's true. Not pretty, that's that's false. actually patently false. You're one of the <laughs> really, least really. bisexual people I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm like a hard G gay. George, rank the least name. bisexual people you know. Go. What? George, rank the least bisexual people you know. Number one, Top Matt five. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Number two, Dave Mazzoni. <laughs> <laughs> End of list, bitch. End of list, bitch. Wait, that's beautiful. But also Matt just said hard G gay as opposed to soft G gay, which is just J. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> I guess we're discovering that's what that is now in the moment. I think I think this is a this is a fun new term to throw into the mix. Jay. Oh, he's oh, he's 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 J. He's J. He's Jay is like queer and questioning. He's not ready to be hard G gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. It's that? sort of like um interesting. And I was just gonna say Lucas Hedges is like J. Mm. Mm. 
what? Let's let's let Lucas Hedges tell us who Lucas Hedges <laughs> and is. And you know, and and now I'm, I guess now I'm canceled, huh? Well, no, I'm not. I decided. No, Doja Cat, you're you're fine. You're just Doja. fight through it. So wait, We're what does Doja. Doja Cat get canceled for that she then has to say, "No, I'm not." She she was like, we can't get. We've literally talked about how we don't know why Doja Cat is canceled on multiple episodes of this podcast. (laughs) And each time someone describes it to us, and we're like, oh, I guess that's pretty bad. And then the next time we're like, wait, is it crazy that I love Doja Cat? Like, is she canceled? No, everyone. This is everyone's journey with with her. Like, yeah, if you're not like a fucking like Twitter stand, then like. Everyone else's journey with Doja Cat is, wait, I, I guess I like her. Yeah. Right. And, and that's beautiful. Mm. Um, Matt, I was wondering if you wanted to let the listeners in on your voice. Um, yeah. And wow. you don't have to if you don't want to, but I figured, you know, just for context, it could be. It's part of who helpful. I am that I'm, I, I want to. So, yeah. like, I am actually really excited to talk about this on this podcast because <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually really good fodder. It is good fodder. For what you geniuses do <laughs> so last night at it's a actually show. hard g genius <laughs> genius um last night at a straight wedding i sort of raw rod so hard that oh, i God. no longer have this sort of iconic mm. voice <laughs> that you all know and love now this is sort of me and also i think that the reason why my voice was so damaged last night is because it already was taking a beating because I'm concerned that there's something wrong with my throat. And I was sort of throwing out to the chat that potentially it could be a sexually transmitted infection, not disease. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is in 2007. We're Mm -hmm. saying sexually transmitted infection. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Well, Well, sorry. I'm in so the sorry. interest of not shaming anyone, I want to say I think it's good that you have a sexually transmitted infection. Thank you. God, yeah. I was waiting for the positive <laughs> critique. <laughs> um, you guys want you guys want to hear something? Oh, sorry, no, no, no. No, you go, go, Bob. No, go, oh go. no, because we should we should talk about the straight wedding. Well, all. that's what I was going to ask about. He well, was, right. I mean, he was I literally mean, baiting to a, us to talk about it. But yeah. you went on to a straight wedding on assignment for Stradio Lab. You were not invited, but we said you have to investigate straight culture by going to a Long Island straight wedding. Yeah, well, because it's because you and I are, of course, co-writing a uh, working title, Gay Wedding Crashers. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, no, I, it, was, it was a friend of mine from high school and I went and I had that, I had like a deep social anxiety. I was like, oh my God, I don't know. I haven't seen everyone in a very long time. And then I had the best time ever. And you know what? I even said to my girlfriends and boyfriends mm. from, from high school, I said, isn't it like no time has passed? Wow. And they were like, wow. they, and they were like, fag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They said fag and threw me into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, this is so us. Blah, 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 like <laughs> sinking. <laughs> yeah. Did, um, would you describe it as a, a gay friendly straight wedding? Mm. Or did uh, you sort of assimilate? I was the only gay person there. That's mm. a no. That being said, I didn't feel like I had to hide. Well, you were worried because I saw you a couple of days ago and you were worried you were going to go back into the closet and speak in a straight voice. Right. And so in a way that's happening. Yeah. 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 Well, you actually were so gay that you lost your voice completely. Ariel style. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
you know, uh, I, I, I wish I could watch. I wish we could roll back the tape, as they say, and I could mm-hmm. sort of we could all sort of watch me and say, hey, you're you're being false there. You're not being your authentic self there. But unfortunately, the event was not filmed, so. you know, and that's where we've got you beat. Actually, it was filmed. <laughs> we sent a video camera there yeah. and we got the, the footage. Roll roll the tape, the tape. <laughs> and here I thought I was the safety sister. <laughs> wow, you kings. Um, well, it's good that we have a sizzle for gay wedding crashers. <laughs> yeah, well, Bowen is um, uh, said to play the Isla Fisher role. Oh my God, that's we're the doing best, a gender swap. Isn't that the best role in the whole thing? Yeah, no, that, well, no, it's, it's Rachel. Rachel gets like a fun moment. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I it's haven't either. I don't even remember. Rachel I, McAdams is so good in it. Like yeah. she's like so winning and there's the scene at the end where like Owen Wilson goes and like tries to get her back and she's just like the, she's just like iconic. She's so fucking good. Yeah. Maybe I'm due for a rewatch. I don't know but the, like that but but Wedding Crashers is so canonically sorry to overuse that word mm. but like is it, it, that is straight it's yes. straight and especially the way it was like shoved down our throats in high school and like we had to get on board you know is that where, is that where we're is that where we're bringing in matt i don't think matt and i like talked before this about what our what our thing was going to be well i mean i i felt that we did, i guess we didn't have we didn't confer about what we yes, would talk about right. but i just also want to quickly, quickly say about wedding crashers Watch it again. You'll be horrified the whole time because it's literally about two men fucking women after lying to them about their identity. So essentially they're like sexually assaulting hundreds of women throughout the movie. And it's basically about how they lie to fuck women. And like, then they really get forgiven about it. It's kind of, well, thanks for that cultural. (laughs) I mean, and you said I wasn't one of them, but, and, and I, yeah. So interesting. 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 Well, I love the 2000s. So much fun. The laughs that we had. Pitch that. Pitch that. Pitch that. that. Pitch you know that, what I was thinking bitch. of the other day? And actually, it was so dark that I had to stop myself from thinking about it. Napoleon Dynamite. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, can I say something potentially controversial? We said we wouldn't be cultural critics, and yet here we are. Here we yeah. are. Um, well, we can't help it. I think that movie holds up. Oh my god! That doesn't shock me at all. I was like, if there's gonna be someone in this war that that still Sam is gonna show up to our live show wearing a vote for Pedro T-shirt, literally. No, no, you go, Bowen. Well, no, for me, the thing that always bumped—sorry to say that word—but um, with with me as like as I watched Napoleon Dynamite, but I was like, oh, but I know that this, I know that this actor John Heater went is a Mormon, and that kind of like ruins it for me. Oh, Mormon? He went to Brigham Young. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's like sort of left the church since i don't know but i but even as like what like a 13 year old i was like but growing up around other mormons i was like oh i don't i don't know about this this is weird mm. it's not sorry to sorry to be mormon phobic mm-hmm. but <laughs> sorry to this man he's mormon <laughs> sorry to this mormon <laughs> oh my god <laughs> title of that sorry to this mormon <laughs> wow. yeah it's it's tough because my of course exception to this rule the t- John Hater, the John Hater John rule Hader? is that Elizabeth Moss. I can't. I. I simply no, yeah, cannot she, think she, about her personal life. I right. mean, I, I'll watch a damn Mission Impossible movie. I don't. I, I mean, I just and have now to. we said it. And now, <laughs> and we now it. we said it. What is that so wrong? Should I be burned at the stake? I was thinking. I want to start a, a really unethical cult so that I can then sell the rights as a TV show. And I think that would actually be a more convenient way to enter, to like break into yeah, um, culture, being a creator yeah. than uh, <laughs> let's say, you know, doing what I'm doing now. 
Which? I, which? I mean, who do you forgive the most? Yeah, that's a great question. Who do you uh, forgive their association with something bad the most? Elizabeth Moss. You do. Got it. Uh, I don't have one, but Matt, it seems like you do. No, I literally was like, I let's think about this, and you know, it's a it's weird. But recently, I was watching Drop Dead Gorgeous again, hmm. and I think Kirstie I Alley. could have forgiven <laughs> Kirstie Alley. For but you to forgive Kirstie Alley is very on brand. <laughs> well, you know that we were Twitter friends for a hot second, and yeah. I had to unfollow. Call, she, she called was, you handsome or something. She no, we we talked about her on Culch, and it was like positive, and someone showed it to her, mm-hmm. and she tweet messaged me publicly and said. Or tweeted at me, I guess. Mm. Tweet message to be <laughs> Grandma has logged. She on. sent a public <laughs> DM. <laughs> um, she was like, "Hey, Matt, I decided that in 2020, I'm only following people that say nice things about me. So that's why I followed you." Wow. Little did she know. What did I? And then I think she called you handsome too. Sorry, she might have. She might have. It's not important. Yeah, to sort of center my looks, uh, <laughs> not really important. Do I forgive them? It's not about that. It's not it's, about that. No, it's not about that. I didn't ask to look like this. <laughs> Sam, what about you? Do you have one? I've been trying to think of who mine would be. I mean, I have one who I forgive the least. That like, Go I have off. one that where it does take me out of it, which is um, Beck. I can't enjoy Beck. Uh, I agree. I, agree. I actually yeah. completely agree. It's like oh, really hard because his whole thing is like he's like it's about him. It's mm-hmm. it's supposed to be him. Yes, so it, yes, I can't enjoy it. Yes, I can't enjoy it at all. Hmm, interesting. It's about him. No, that's true. Now I'm like, who do I forgive the least? Well, that, okay, they're both those are both hard questions. You know who I forgive? <laughs> Juliet Lewis. Oh, she rocks. Oh. She's no, she rules. She rules. Is she Scientology? Rules. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow. Star of August Osage County. Star even. Star. She really is so good in it. She's great. You know who else is good in that movie? That woman who plays Kate Winslet's friend in Mare of Easttown. Julianne Nicholson. Julianne Nicholson. Oh, so She's stunning. Good. She's so fucking good. Okay, we cannot talk about culture. Yeah, that's your hold thing. Hold on. We're not, we're not, we're, we're not, not doing we're that. not going to talk about actresses. God, that is so you guys no. talk about actresses and culture, and we no. talk about how no. depraved and gay we are. <laughs> Wait, I want, okay, here's what? a topic. Okay. okay. So, how's everyone's like pride or whatever? Oh my God. <laughs> Come on, it's like honestly, normal... going really bad. Can we say can't get tickets to a goddamn thing? I just want to say this, like whole I, the number of events that I like am vaguely aware of, and then sell out, and, Within, and frankly, yeah. many of them don't even look appealing to begin with. Not any hosted by our friends, but many <laughs> other ones. I'm, I'm, it's, I, I'm kind of like, okay, this is controversial. <laughs> I always thought, and I have this realization every few months. I'm always like, wait, aren't we like? <laughs> too cool for this stuff i'm like aren't like isn't everyone i know like too cool to go to an official pride party and then they announce tickets and all of you are in my text saying did you get tickets yeah did you get talk us a salty tub this year's (laughs) this year salty tub is cool like like (laughs) like this is this is an exceptional year yeah, Salty Tub is throwback. It's 70s. It's leather. It's it's disco. It's, it's incredible. It's a great party. We're all going yeah. to Greasy Wheel. <laughs> and I just, I mean, this is like when Matt Rogers tweeted, if I want to get into Marvel, where do I start? And I had to be like, block. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, Bowen, you were going to say something about the parties. I was going to say that, okay, so la- uh, the last big Pride, which was 2019, that was that was exceptional because it was World Pride in New York and that felt like New York was like crazed, right? And then this year, it's an exceptional one because post-vax COVID. And so I think from from the, from next year on, every Pride is going to, we're all going to be too cool for, for every Pride. I think, I think that's what it's going to be. Okay, counterpoint. What? Like, did you think World Pride? I, I'm just trying to. Think I back. really I, liked it. I had I a really great time. Really, I, you know, I, I, know I, I was prepared to hate it. Yeah, yeah. Go, man. But there okay. were there were some parties that were really really fun, and so but then like we also were able to be in like, oh, this is annoying. But we 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 paid to be in like a VIP section where it wasn't as got crowded, it. and so I think because we got to be in a place <laughs> where we were just like, yeah. um sort of in a more yeah, away from the pores. Sure, I mean, sure. the wealth sometimes, you know, you find yourself in spaces that are better. Yes. Anytime anyone says <laughs> you can't throw money at a problem, I say not. Watch me, bitch. Watch <laughs> That's me. your catchphrase, actually. <laughs> Watch me, bitch. Literally, it's my catchphrase. From now I, will, on. I mean, because to me, when I think of that year, I think this was that year, I think of going to the beach on Pride Sunday, like specifically for counter-programming. I think Sam, that might have been your birthday. It was my birthday. And Uh I was like, I can't imagine any party being better than just being at the beach away from, you know, Smirnoff tents. And I will say that that party did pop off um, despite the non-appearance of both Matt and Bowen. Mm. Um, Well, they were at the (laughs) VIP section. Did your party have a VIP section? I don't think so. Yeah. (laughs) And Um, that that was was a sticking point for me. But I do think... um, I, uh, World Pride felt like someone was tricking, like somebody had like made it up, and everyone agreed to pretend it right. always existed. Like I was like, <laughs> I've never heard of this before, and now everyone's being like, "Well, of course, I've been planning my whole life around World Pride, like ever since I came out." And I was I like, mean, "No, no, no, no you're really... all making this up," and no one yes. mentioned it until today. It no, was crazy. I, 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 I'm sure that that's true, Sam. But it's still, <laughs> so, but, but still, like the um din of the of the anticipation around World Pride that year was so awful to me. And I was like, this is going to be bad no matter what. And then I went to like one fun party and that was it. And I had the time of my life. And then say it, and then say, and I took Sam to that same party like months later. And then we, whatever, can we say this? We did drugs. And then you, and then you were on your roll. And then Sam, you were like, I get why people do this now. And I'm like, see? Like, You're it's right. really fun. It's You're fun. right. It was really it's fun. really fun, but I, also it, it, it I, genuinely depends because if it's good music, it genuinely depends. pop music and like disco music, then I'm into it. But if it's boom, 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 Well, I just, I mean, I sorry to, to be myself. the anti-capitalist intellectual. <laughs> yes, um, yes, you're not you sorry know, to okay, be this at all, yeah. you fucking flop. Art, artistic, <laughs> cultural critic. But in my mind, I'm like, well, Yes, I would. I would like to go to a party and listen to pop music, but isn't that just inherently better when it's not during like the one day that everyone decides to do it? It's like, it's like how you know, um, it's like it's, how New Year's is bad. I mean, it's just like, yes, wh- I don't know. It just the, the it, it feels like you're setting yourself up for disappointment, and there's something so liberating about being like, I am not going to do any of these things that have been deemed official events, and I'm going to have like a, a house party, or I'm going to like go to the mountains and trip on shrooms. Mm. I think, I, 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 know, I know what you're saying, George. I think I'm all for counter-programming in every setting. I just think in this, for, for, for these particular prides, just yeah. these two, it feels like particularly ceremonious or whatever. I to understand. like, just to go to the things, that's all. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. I do want to say, um, sort of in the team Bowen and Matt um, argument that right. Well, it is three against one, <laughs> which but is, I'm used to it. Yeah. No, no, Sam. I haven't really yet come down on a side. I just want to say, well, yeah, I, and, yeah. kind of conflating. <laughs> well, I just want to say that I have been having fun at the parties, as we've talked about on previous episodes. Now, going out is actually really enjoyable. Um, and even paying a cover, I have found to be not super, super annoying, and I can get over it within five to ten minutes. Well, do, well, yes, and do, and Sam and I have remarked recently on our like very deep history of going out to the clubs when we were both like just didn't know what the hell was going on, didn't have that much money, um, and that was like it's just it's just funny to think about that time in our lives as opposed to now, where where when it's like okay, like. We know what the community, quote unquote, is, and we get to like see people. It's like, there, I don't know. You, 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 the tent poles have been like placed, and now we get to go, and we know what to expect. Yeah, but sorry, I, this, is, this is so earnest. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Our earnest, our earnestness, Bonanza. I know. This week, so this I is actually perfect. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, Matt, your response. Um, I don't think it would be pride if people weren't clamoring to get into something bad. So I think that this is just kind of like every year. Um, I will say, you know, I, I, I was in New York. I'm in New York, but I was in the city the other day and I was on the Lower East Side. Oh, wow. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Wow. Really? That's like incredible. <laughs> um, uh, I was on the Lower East Side. I've never seen it like that. It is crazy. The, the cities are, the streets are literally packed. Cars can't drive down them. It was like, wait, was, why was the Lower East Side so busy? I don't know. And honestly, I think it's just because people are vaccinated and out. And I do think this is going to be a crazy summer. I mean, did oh, you hear about all the airlines like being like, hey, just kidding. We have to cancel tons of flights because like the, the airlines can't handle demand for travel this summer. Like well, American my sister was supposed to like, visit me Pride Weekend and she couldn't because literally the prices are like she has, four she, times. She's going to be, a, she's gonna work. She's going to be flight attendant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, she's gonna be a flight attendant. She's gonna be a flight attendant. Yeah, yeah. She's Kaylee Cuocoing. She's Kaylee Cuocoing the flight attendant. <laughs> she's Cuocoing. She's Cuocoing. Whenever you get on a plane, that's it. You're Cuocoing. <laughs> or when you make an incredible transition from uh, multi cam uh, from from multi cam to single cam, you're cool. that's right. That's right. You know, or when you're an al- so or when you're an alcoholic. <gasps> exactly. Rosie Perez. You're cu- you're Ro- Rosie Perez iconically plays the character of Megan Briscoe. That's right. <laughs> On the flight attendant. <laughs> That's that is no stop. We're not doing this. When she was <laughs> asked her name on the show and she goes, I'm Megan. I was like, This is so- You're doing the voice. No, I didn't. I said, I'm Megan. Wait, said, what voice? I'm Are you doing Megan. Rosie Perez's voice? If I was doing Rosie Perez's voice, I don't think you were. first of all, it would be hilarious. And yes. second of all, it wouldn't happen because I would know better. Hmm. And also Amy Poehler iconically did Rosie Perez on SNL and it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen and I don't think she should be canceled. You're right. Yeah, no one's trying to cancel Amy Poehler, Matt. <laughs> you never know with these wolves out. <laughs> we, might, we might lose Amy Poehler one of these days and I then would... how will we feel? Then we would be happy? <laughs> I want to know what the how long we went without talking about actresses because that was actually really I know. long. I, I, I was really, really impressed. Almost... I'm sick of talking about them. <laughs> no, we can't talk. Well, it was just funny and not to call out Sam. I just had to talk Sam. to Gene Smart for 40 minutes. He's fucking exhausted. <laughs> not to call out Sam, but we said we weren't going to talk about actresses and then his idea for an alternative topic was how's everyone's pride? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's an iconic question. It's open-ended and yet it's topical. It's um, not actresses for one. And, sure. Um, 
we're guess what gay people and with with gay people there comes such a responsibility to talk about how your pride is unfortunately my answer to the question that sam posed was going to be endowed so <laughs> that's wait, the question this, how is your pride he's yeah, making, say, a joke. making a joke he's having joke. a laugh wait my answer to who do i forgive the most is endowed Oh my is God. And out is she a Scientology? No, but <laughs> dumb callback. But she's friends with Elizabeth Moss and probably calls her lovely. <laughs> I That's really good. enjoy being on set with her. She makes everyone better when she arrives on the set. And That's out. really good. That's wow. Really good. With a throat wow. full of STI, he can still do that accent <laughs> work. <laughs> only now. Only now. Wow. wow. That's wow you secret. don't do Rosie Perez, but you do Ann Dowd. Yeah, Ann Dowd's big secret before she gets on camera is she takes a <laughs> fuck ton of cum to the throat. Ooh. And she just prays, hopes for the best. That she's a little, she kind of is a little Nixon. bit. Um, it sounds Nixon. like Bernie sometimes, too. <laughs> <It's> Bernie and <laughs> I'm once again asking you to forgive Elizabeth Moss. Who am I? <laughs> Could be, anyone. <laughs> Could be anyone, but I'm endowed. <laughs> That's being and friend. Elizabeth. <laughs> That's wow. really good. That's really crazy. Matt is so funny. Matt, Matt you are you're funny. killing it. You're literally all so funny. I, I, you know, I Wait. there have been moments in my life where each of you have made me absolutely mm-hmm, roll mm-hmm. and tickle. <laughs> my pe- my people. I was looking at the I was looking at the quadrant in the four. We're iconically doing this on Zoom, even though we're all vaxxed. And back stand in the same city and in, and very much in the same place. <laughs> yeah, but I was, right. looking, I was looking at the four and I was like, this is a good four. Our Sa- Sam and I are doing a bad job of like fr- of framing the conversation. I feel no. Whoa, whoa! Don't bring me whoa. into this. It's my least favorite thing Let is me when hosts of podcasts are like, Sam. "We're doing bad." <laughs> what? Matthew Whenever hosts of podcasts are like, mm, "We're bad," like <laughs> that's up. bad. We shouldn't do that. No. Okay. No, okay. No. So by saying you are bad, you are being bad. Right, right, right. Or well, generally, when yeah. people are like, "I'm, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm a dumbass." Or not that, not that that's what George was doing, but it comes from the same place. Yeah, right. No, it's true. Okay, it you know what? And this I never believed that they this, believe that. This leads to a this. This is a perfect transition into okay. something I just decided I want to talk about, which is like, where are we on self awareness? <laughs> 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 And like where do you think where do you think we no, are? this I, is good this it's good is very it's good. good and i'm just like we are in a transitional moment in terms of like what the right outlook is on irony on earnestness on yes, self-awareness yes. i feel like it's it's kind of a conversation in like tv and film and literature of like is is the self-aware main character Necess- like is it now has it now become insufferable that like when you read a Sally Rooney novel the main character is constantly like well I got out and participated in capitalism again I guess you know like <laughs> is that an okay like is that a, a, a good mode of um of, of, of subjectivity self-awareness presumes that you know everything and I feel like no one knows everything I think self-awareness is kind of over. I think it's, <laughs> I, at least for me personally, I'm trying yeah. to be a little less self-aware. And, and I'm trying to um, sort of run without thinking and sort of just like uh, chase what, I, what I'm what i wanting and not overthinking it. Sam, you really are committing to having a Cliff Girl summer. Somebody for, has to. For those who may have not listened to every episode of the podcast, not naming names, a Cliff Girl <laughs> is those Instagram photos where a girl is like on a cliff and taking a photo, but it's dangerous because she might fall. 
Yeah. And sometimes she jumps off, but makes her boyfriend take the pick. And that's it's right. sort of like, I'm living like the freest summer I can possibly And this live. is the Cliff Girl summer, but it's also Milk Stout summer, according to Kiko Soiree. Milk, anyway. Milk Stout summer? I'm obsessed with that. Well, yeah. <laughs> she said it has fewer calories than a normal drink. Isn't She's that surprising? 100% right. Yeah. She's probably wrong, actually. Yeah. But I would, I would <laughs> no, wrong. actually, you know what's funny? Like, people think like, oh, I can't drink Guinness. It's too heavy. It's going to be too much. Guinness is actually like sort of low-cal. That's what Kiko That's said. literally <laughs> what yeah. it, But it weighs you down is all. It feels like substantial. Right. Um, so yeah, is and that is a self-awareness. <laughs> incorrect. Matt, I want to know you're standing on self-awareness. Well, when you said it, I thought I when when you posed the question, George, and this is not a critique on how you posed the question, mm-hmm. but if you take it as oh, one, God. I can't, I can't, I can't sort of stop the claws, you. The claws. When you said, where are you at with self-awareness? I thought what you were asking was, are we good at knowing when we're being ridiculous got it like like what do when, do i look at my own instagram and think oh i'm trying way too hard sure. to be like to look good or whatever i think my answer to that is um i i find myself to be pretty self-aware but i i i think i agree with sam that i don't really care too much anymore because i think that not to get overly i know this is the week of earnestness but um I think with the pandemic has made me just like, oh, I'm not going to not do things I actually want to do because people might think it's not cool. Like, I, I, or like people- You're might not going like to not do things. Not going to not do things. I so don't, you I are don't, going to do things. I'm, I'll be doing things, yes, <laughs> regardless. I, do you know how many times I went to Disneyland when it opened? Four. That's, I mean- That's great. And, and just as a control, I'm so, how often did you go before COVID? Probably like uh, once a month. And okay. during COVID, even more. <laughs> Well, there were no lines. There were no lines. <laughs> there were no lines. There were no lines. But no, to answer, to answer your question, I, I think that it's just if you if you get bogged down in like like what's happening in the discourse or like right. you, you'll realize like you're going to have a lot less fun. And also, I think that the discourse actually is way smaller than we think. Like, oh, totally. People don't, people don't care. Like, oh, no, no, no. no. 100%. Not saying go out there and do problematic, harmful shit, but like you know, it's it's the whole uh, trying to be cool of it all that I don't really care. Yeah, about. No, no one's paying attention to you. Like no, that's no how, one cares. Like that. Like I'm always like the thing that's most draining to me is like, be is just trying to perceive myself outside of myself, and and then that is such a an, an unnatural thing to do that um, it like really like saps my energy. And like, I don't have time to like watch TV shows and stuff. Well, it's like exactly what you're saying, which is that self-awareness often comes from narcissism because you are so, you think you're constantly being perceived and judged by other Mm -hmm. people. So you're Mm -hmm. like, well, I better put a disclaimer in front of Mm -hmm. um, this post saying happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, and it's like actually no one cares about your thoughts on Thanksgiving. Like, I don't want to drag specifically because it will cause a problem for me. But there Uh-oh. is someone oh who there is someone who has a show that they do and out and every <laughs> and out and every single time they post about it, they say this is so uncool. But lol at promoting myself. But I can't even believe I'm posting this. But this is dumb, LOL, but, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't believe that you think that. That's right. Anne Dowd promoting The Handmaid's Tale. Literally. <laughs> she says, she says, this is so stupid. She says, OMG, this is so stupid. LOL, oh my God, but. this show again, right? LOL, I'm, at, I'm in this if you want to watch it, sure. Randomly on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
A random title. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> I'm just making a joke, <laughs> motherfucker. Wait, I think um, I think that like you, I don't know. I'm sorry, I lost my thought. Oh no, Slay. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's perfect. I'm like, yeah. So I guess. I'm like, okay, if we throw away self-awareness, then are we throwing out the baby with the bathwater and then everyone is like their worst selves? That's that, I, I guess that's my follow-up question. And then I'll I stop talking about this. The image of, the image of throwing away the baby with the bathwater is so hard to violent. Stomach. Just yeah. like, it's so violent. It's just the baby it really, thrown I, it really, away. I mean, as soon as you said it, it's like when you say the word um, wife beater, I and know. you're like, ah, I know. which by the way comes out organically because I am from me too because I just grew up. It's what yeah. I've always known it as. Yeah, well, literally, it was like you described it as a wife beater, and then I heard I, I did the same thing happen to me. I heard the word come out of my mouth, and I was talking to someone, and I was like, I literally in this second I said, I was like, well, he's wearing like a wife beater. Oh my god, can you believe that I said that and that we called it that? Mm. <laughs> Throwing yeah. the baby out with the bathwater is also physically very confusing because you would never empty out a bathtub in a way where the baby would fly out. Well, I always imagine it's one of those sink bathtubs that oh. is like, it's very small baby. And I also, I kind of put a positive spin on it in my mind and I'm realizing this is not true. I've always imagined throwing the baby out with the bathwater into sort of a bigger pool. Oh, so it's kind of okay. Really, Sam, that's really sweet. <laughs> so the, that's how you get the Nirvana baby. <laughs> Sam, you would be a great dad. <laughs> Because I, be. because I don't throw the baby out in the trash can. No, I throw it into the bigger no, pool baby. that I, of course, yes. have. And that baby becomes an icon. <laughs> a star is a born. A star is born. <laughs> yeah, as the baby gets out of the bathtub, she goes, oh. <laughs> my God, Georgia was really good. That Thanks. My really voice good. actually cracked, but um, <laughs> we should do our first segment. Oh, my wait, God. Wait, wait, wait. Before wait, we Bowen do that. has something to say. Okay, does this ever happen to you guys where like, you know, you'll see somehow you'll see one of your old Instagram stories, whether it's through like a DM and it's like someone replied to like an old story. Does that make sense? Like you'll, yeah, you'll, sure. you'll, you'll be confronted yes. with an old story of yours and you'll, mm -hmm. and you'll look at it and somehow whether it's in the visual or in the text, you're like, did I write that? Yeah. Like, wait, what? You know, I I'll take it a step further. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'll say, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you guys feel for having a podcast for so long, but I am particularly oh. terrified because or these I hate things it. will I hate be it. around. And in it's, two, it's, in, in not even two years, I'd say six months, I will think what I'm saying now is actually really stupid. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not even that it's like oh, it's it would be reprehensible over time. I'm just I, I listen back to old episodes every now and then, just as like an as an exercise. Like I'm I'm, I'm saying like once every like three months, I'll be like. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's oh, this is interesting. Like, I wonder. I, I forgot what this episode was, and I'll be like, "Oh no, I'm a fully different person." Mm -hmm. And maybe that just means that, like, all along I have had no sense of self, and that is also kind of terrifying. And maybe that's that's what George is asking. So where where I'm at with self awareness personally I mean, is yeah. that I feel like I've never had any, and but mm -hmm. I feel like that the concept overall is like so is is such a fl not fleeting thing but it's just something that like is like that no one defines for anyone well else. you know what i'm hearing is that you only have it or not you only have it but self-awareness in the moment is different from self-awareness in retrospect because basically you're constantly yes. in a state of uh changing and you know in the words of joan didion i've lost touch with many of the people i used to be yes ring well, the alarm ring <laughs> Ring the alarm, play ring the alarm. Ring the, I, Joan, ring the Joan Didion alarm. 
I just, I, I hate that I'm using this word, but my therapist used it once. And I, I, all I, all I think about is this word proprioception. It's like perceiving yourself moving through space. And that is, that is an unnatural thing to do. Yes. So like, um, we, we've had that podcast for over five years, which feels crazy. And literally, I think I, I never, you never more understand how much you change. I, Bowen says different person. I, it's, I don't recognize the people talking. It's crazy. Like, and, and then I sometimes understand that people will get into the podcast by listening to the first episode and going through. Oh, and it right. horrifies me because yeah. I listen, I, I did that like, like, I don't know, like a, several months ago during the pandemic, like I was just bored and I was like, let me listen to what that first episode sounds like. I say things that I hate more than I say things that I like and it happens <laughs> quickly. It's like, I'm like, oh, if I was listening to this and like decided to get into this podcast now and it's like, the 26 year old version of myself who wasn't who, who had a lot of blind spots who really liked to hear himself talk uh, I, I just it, it like it like makes me itch it's well i'm glad we've all gotten over the need to hear ourselves talk <laughs> well, <laughs> completely selfless people and yes. do not even crave attention <laughs> matt you're it's mad so at powerful. me no i'm not mad at you i i i literally i i i think it's funny what you said oh thank it's true because it's true <laughs> <laughs> the way you said you think it's funny what he said with such no, disdain. I, because this I, is this actually no, this actually is an area like that I think about sometimes because I I'm not comfortable with being on record that from that time because I genuinely think I learned a lot and got to be a better like person, comedian, co-host to Bowen. People like, know that, but people it's not that people will like, you know, I don't know, just just yeah, whatever. People I mean, I'm sorry to bring it back to like Doja and whatever else, but it is, it is the big question. Can people change? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, sorry, go into the segment. I'm sorry. What? There's no reason to apologize. There's no reason to apologize. This is I, 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 I took us, I took us into a little cul-de-sac that like was so like, uh, like not even like not, not even long. Well, this is this is the self-aware spiral. I, I feel there like you should you shouldn't be apologizing because you should be saying, you know what, we went there and it was beautiful, and now we're out. It's well, very okay. Bowen to use cul-de-sac in a metaphor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just this is to ask George is George is a fucking genius because to ask oh, someone how are you doing on how are you where are you at with with self awareness it means that the person has to con, like evaluate themselves in exactly terms of being self aware and so it's like it's just it's a trap it's a trap and it's a beautiful little you know sort um, of a Joker style trap to make you go insane trap. and yeah. interestingly the way I <laughs> intended it was more like where is the culture on self-awareness as a value I know no I, I know you did yes, and I know we that. all individual guys all made it, it about an answer to the question <laughs> which really shows where we all are with self-awareness um wait so George yeah. is like the Joker what right. villain are you guys all <laughs> I think Sam's the Riddler. Sam's Sam's the Riddler for sure, because his little cackle giggle. Oh wow! Oh. Huh. Um. In my mind, Bowen could be a Riddler because he is kind of the type of person who would do crossword puzzles. Yes. <laughs> no, Bowen is um, and, and graphic design and graphic design. <laughs> Bowen is Doc Ock. I was gonna say Doc Ock too. Wait, I thought we were doing DC like like Batman. Right? I no, never any, I said what villain. You argue. put those categories oh, on. Yeah, it. and any. and since we're not doing DC or Marvel, I will go ahead and say Matt is Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think I'm Venom. Ooh, oh. why? Because I because of I lack self control, 
and I bite people. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay. I was I was saying to Sudi earlier today that Matt did have a biting phase. There was a, there was a long period of time where Matt sexually. Was like, no, he or just drunkenly. He, he would bite people when he would like be mad at them or like. Or, like no, I would bite people as a fun thing. As a fun thing, and then like, well, he'd bite me. He like we'd be like sit on the subway and like he'd like bite me in the elbow, and I'd be like, stop that, man. What? And then and then and then he would like, and then he would like get mad at me and goes, I and he would say, I am the biter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's I the, biter. Am the biter. I am. Wow. He's the one, Another, he's the one who bites. This is the thing I don't like though, because like 26 year old me was a biter and a tickler. And like, I didn't have, I didn't, wasn't respecting space. That's, that's an easily forgivable offense. Matt, were you popular at camp? Uh, I only (laughs) went to camp two times. Two times I went to camp. And then one time I went to Boys State. And those were my only camp experiences. Boys State. And and none of the, none of them went well. Oh, interesting. Because I was about to say, I think the quality of being a biter in that context is very like the kid at camp that just like immediately becomes is like the camp class clown, Uh but in a way where it's like, yeah, we're all from different places, but here's Matt. No, yeah. At that time, I had debilitating social anxiety that made biting uh, new people impossible. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Um. I mean, now it would be absolutely insane if we did our first segment 47 minutes in, but should we you just guys have our, my, You guys have my favorite segment, so I want to do them. Okay, we have to do it, and then after that, we're going to immediately introduce your topic, and we both cannot wait to hear what it is. And they also potentially didn't even talk about it beforehand. <laughs> but, Which... but that's why I'm excited about it. And to be fair, I did, we did not, and it was my responsibility to email our guests, and no, I did not like reiterate that, that how the podcast... We've been, we've I kind been, of we thought... Listened. Yeah, because Bowen and I have like been on. Because you've both been on it. You, yes, I think. No, we should have prepared. As no, don't take the blame, George. It was, well, it no, was, no, it's... no, Bowen. We should have prepared because we we even talked about doing something different this time. In fact, I wanted to do. That's sort of right. Sam wanted to do Gaydio Lab, Lab. <laughs> our sister podcast, <laughs> because uh, that's an unpacking of gay culture okay, because okay. it's pride. But okay. um, I do think self awareness is a straight topic. But anyway, let's do our <laughs> let's do our um our first segment, Sam. Yeah. You need to go first. Okay, will you describe it and then I'll go first? Yes. So um, as both our guests know, our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and it is a segment where we gauge our guest familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking a series of incoherent rapid fire questions where they have to choose one thing or another thing. I mean, isn't he incredible at describing that? So good. And like, he looked really hot when he was doing it. It was so confident. Yeah. It was so fast. It was incredible. Really um, so I'll kick us off. Okay, so Bowen. can I ask a question? Are you asking oh my Bowen God. and me, and we both do say we, it? You we know that we're not, you're not allowed to you ask. You know that you've yeah, literally know, been here before. You've literally been on the podcast and have been yelled at for it. Okay, okay. The Italian job or the Great British Bake Off? The Italian job. Italian job. Father's Day or Amazon Prime Day? Father's Day. Father's Day. The itsy bitsy spider or the big fat Greek wedding? The big fat Greek wedding. Shut up. The <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Shut big up. fat Greek. Wedding. I made it work. I made it work. Okay. I tailored it a bit. Tailored. Tailoring no, is beautiful. It's a great art. About to do that about one of my top four letterbox movies on my own <laughs> podcast. George, what are your other letterbox movies? I can't. Okay. I don't even. <laughs> I'll tell you this. One of them is Eyes Wide Shut, and I stand by it. Oh, yeah, brother. 
Okay, George, I believe it's your turn. Oh, fine. Um, happy pride or sorry for your loss? <laughs> sorry, sorry for your, for your loss. loss. Um, I am not a crook or I'm reading this incredible book. I'm reading this I'm incredible not book. A crook. <laughs> Wendy Williams, Wendy Murdoch, or the Wendy's breakfast menu? Mm. Wendy um, Williams. Wendy Williams talking about Wendy Murdoch while eating <laughs> off the Wendy's breakfast. Okay, I retract mine rules. and echo Bowen. <laughs> okay, good girl gone bad or normal scientist driven mad? Good girl gone bad. Good girl gone bad. A Zoom workshop on being an effective ally <laughs> or a Goodreads sub-community on young adult fiction with queer themes? No, the, a Zoom. Zoom, a Zoom, a Zoom thing. Yeah. On being okay, it wasn't that obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so. Um, wow. George, Wait, oh, feel? that was the last one. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats, yeah. George. How do you feel they did? I think they did wonderfully. Tens, tens, tens across the board. <laughs> oh, so no I will then. come out as saying I actually had not thought of the second part of my last one, and I literally came up with it on the spot. <gasps> wow. That's good. Amazing. That's so I amazing. thought Zoom Workshop for being an effective ally was good, and then I couldn't think of a, of a second thing. But, yeah. you know. Okay. It didn't feel so then, improvised. It felt very how do, confident. How do, how do we do? I oh, yeah, think, you just Sam just said, I'm sorry. Sam, what, did, what do you think? Oh, no, no. Sam, Sam was talking about George's. Um, right. Uh, yeah. But how do wonderfully. we do? Wonderfully. We said, he said wonderfully. I think okay, you guys did well. I mean, there is a sense, because you've both been on the podcast before, there can't be any surprise. You you know yeah. how it works. So much of this. Segment. Oh, I was delighted though. Yeah, you know, and and you say that, but I I was sensing some sort of boredom, Whoa. almost uh, an annoyance. No, 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 because I actually was going to say after, but someone else started speaking that I could have done that for ninety minutes. Wow. I love well, an George honest. Has, George questions. has a heart out. George has a heart. Out. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I have you. a heart out. <laughs> I got a hard on for someone with like having a, a hard stand. out or having a hard on. Oh, he got hard on. Am I right? <laughs> I think George would be a great Samantha Jones. Get George in for the for the reboot. Sometimes she does come out, and when I speak, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> much like when Shoshana said. But sometimes my Samantha comes out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great. Did one. we have we ever decided who we all are? That's the Out question. The I have we I not? feel like we must have. I feel well, like we must have. Like when you guys came on Lost Coach, did that come up? I feel like it should. It have. probably did. And but but who? But but also I, the things I said on that episode talk about um, losing touch with a self I used to be. There you go, Joan. <laughs> Ring the, like, Joan. the alarm. <laughs> Ring, Ring the, the alarm. alarm. <laughs> he was gorge on that episode. A hard G George. Can you believe that? They are replacing Samantha with a non-binary podcaster. Yes. I, yes. Doesn't yes. that sound like a Twitter joke? I honestly, I didn't know. I actually, I'm sorry. I did not know they were doing that. And it, Wait, George, I thought you were, I was like, is- Sarah Ramirez. Sarah, Wait, I thought you were Sada kidding. Ramirez. I'm Sada. sorry, Sada Ramirez. Oh, Wait, this God. is real? Tony Award winner. Real? Yeah, that's real. Wow. What do you well, mean basically, No, it's not a direct replacement. Basically, there are a- bunch of new supporting characters that they're right. going to be mixing it up with and one of them well they did jennifer hudson dirty in the fucking movie better not be like that do you know what someone brought up recently which i thought was so fascinating was how ugly the bag 
that yes yes that's one of rose demu's favorite topics yeah so funny so funny Oh my God, I love that. Okay, I Labels think I love baby. And now they're gonna, it's Labels they're gonna remake it, and she's gonna get a Telfar bag. Right there, you go. Damn, no one okay. knows who we are. Well, oh, I don't know who we are. Oh, I. Uh, okay, fine. I, I was gonna say I, we have our topic. I have a topic. Oh, okay. okay. What is it? Oh, we'll do well, it. well, well. Should we assign who we are first, or no? Yes. I'm sorry. First, I I, you assign who we are, and then yeah, you, you assign. You assign, okay. and that makes you carry, obviously, because you're assigned. This is the parliamentary procedure of this. Okay, so um. I'm Carrie. No, <laughs> no, you are. No, no. Sam, Sam is Charlotte. That's for sure. I think Matt is Samantha. I think George is George is Carrie. I'm Miranda. Yes. Whoa. That's exactly right. I do think it's unhinged to say Sam is Charlotte. <laughs> Sam doesn't take. I don't think Sam takes it a certain way. What no, I mean, I'm not offended. Way? I just don't. Um, I don't know if I buy it. I just don't know. I mean, maybe- you 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 have been like, in, like so settled into this like, one, or maybe that makes you Miranda. But I'm saying like you are so settled into this relationship. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's a good point, actually. But, but you you never had a tray. I don't know. I don't know. And you have been wanting not to that adopt. we know about. <laughs> we haven't. Wanting, you have been that... wanting to adopt. Well, he wants to throw the baby into the smaller bath. <laughs> the bigger, the bigger bath, actually. The bigger bath from pool. the smaller bath. I guess between the four of us, maybe like I'm between. It's between me and Sam as to who is like the most guileless in the in the Charlotte way. You know, like who's it's the most so like, interesting hey. to think of. I guess it's true that Charlotte is guileless. When my first thing with Charlotte is like waspy conservative. That's not. I I, I understand why people. I that's not what I think. In terms of like, I understand a character. Yeah. In terms of sure. character traits, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think in those terms. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see class, but um, I <laughs> because I see, I'm in the VIP section. Because I'm in the <laughs> VIP section. <laughs> um, anyway, that, that, that's 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 my, that's okay, my wait, assignment. Bowen, what is your topic? Okay, has someone done this before? The two thousands, honey, oh, I love perfect. the two thousands. The two thousands, so Pitch they that. were a very strange. well. We have made the argument. Sam made the argument that twenty ten is coming back. I think twenty ten is yes, back. no, I, and I do love that, and I, I agree actually that twenty ten is coming back, especially with you know George's job. George, I mean, is at Gawker, we've got huge. everyone's flocking to Williamsburg again. Uh, um, everyone is rocking. <laughs> Bright Eyes is playing at Forest Hills, um, <laughs> but I, the before the early two thousands, you're saying early pre twenty ten, because to me twenty ten is different than like you know let's say the paparazzi culture of like Paris Hilton, like that kind of two thousands. Yes, and while like while like there are like foundational texts for like queer people in the two thousands, like they all had to be like. Uh, uh, like the cheese on the broccoli for straight people was that it was like, it's Paris Hilton and don't straight people love Paris Hilton. Like that kind of thing, you know? Cheese on the broccoli. Yeah. Like as a way to make, like, like, like there are things that were like queer coded, I guess. Oh, oh, I see, I see. In the 2000s, but like. Made palatable for straight people. Made palatable for straight people, maybe. I don't know if that even makes sense. I'm I'm making this up as I mean, literally we can examine this in the metrosexual. So basically the whole idea of the metrosexual, a person that is straight and male that um, is allowed to look good and like what he likes because he's letting you know when he says he's a metrosexual that he actually fucks chicks. So be permissible and then we can talk about like your interests and everything. I mean, the metros, I think one, like, 
the metrosexual is like part of the fascinating relationship men have with like any kind of self betterment. It's yeah. like it's like deeply humiliating to like care about your own self. <laughs> It's, a, it's one of those actual stupidest terms ever because when you say metrosexual, what you're really saying is that there's a sexuality going on, that, that it is in any right. way. That it is you're assigning sexual, a sexuality to Which it's not. Pants. You just use a yes. flat iron on your hair. That's, that's, and, and you're not fucking it. There's nothing sexual about it. Nothing sexual like, about a man going to a Faith Hill concert. But that's, but that's, but isn't that, isn't that like, <laughs> the other side of that coin is like the gay people, like, let's just keep it to gay people, like, claiming certain cultural ownership over certain things like that has nothing to do with sex either i mean right. i know this is such a this is such a hack thing to talk about but it's like oh at this point sexual i mean like nothing well, I don't, I, i'm not i'm not smart enough to make any point about this actually well it was a time when everyone really <laughs> did care <laughs> about labels i was laughing yeah, I at, what saying. if the podcast literally ended right there <laughs> 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 that would have been so iconic. <laughs> well, that's all the it time is, we have. If it hard out, just... out was any sooner, <laughs> it would have. <laughs> well, I was just hanging on Bowen's every word, and then he made no, the absolutely just... unhinged point that he's not smart enough to talk about gay. That's not unhinged. <laughs> that's self-aware. I'm but like... self-awareness is dead. Self-awareness is out. Keep up. Uh... <laughs> um. I was just like, I, I feel like you are the, you are one of the people I would want to hear talk about, for instance, the evolution of like gay identity, which not to put you on the spot, but I'm like, if not you, then, you know, <laughs> then Matt. Certainly not me. Is it going to be Bobby Burke? <laughs> yeah, you guys should bring Bobby on. I mean, honestly, I, he actually might be my favorite. I actually would not mind that one bit. Sweet, sweet man. He sweet appears Bobby. to be. Plus, um, I heard he's like popping up on Grinder in LA, and I'm like, good for you. I love that. Like, you know, can do we both. All, we all have a good friend that has fucked him. Really? Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Huge congrats to him. whoever. It's the that same is. friend that says, "LOL, sorry to self promote." He's on Instagram. He says, <laughs> "LOL, sorry about this, but I just fucked Bobby Burke." <laughs> it's it's Anne. It's Anne. <laughs> it's Anne Dowd. <laughs> um. No. Anyway, the 2000s. But yes, the, the metrosexual just kind of like the existence of that. First of all, I think there's like a great movie premise in like, or there's a title of like the last metrosexual. Oh, I love that. Um, but then also, I yeah, like, I I had to like take cover behind that like growing up and being closeted, like buying clothes, like me like loving buying clothes. Mm -hmm. Like people would point out that's gay, Bo, and I'd be like, no, I'm just a metrosexual. Like, I earnestly wow, that's fascinating. That for like probably a week when I was like. 13. Well, because it we saved so you. Young, it, 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 it literally, you could use it as a cover. It literally would save you. But like, because yeah. because it became so sort of um, mainstream to say that, that people started to buy it as a real thing. Like, I think it honestly had to do with like Ryan Seacrest being the host of the most popular show in America out here, like the poster child for being a metrosexual. Everyone had a sticking point image for what it was and no one wanted ryan seacrest to be gay that would mean everyone would have to kill themselves for liking him <laughs> so much wait so, you know what would be funny if is if like we applied the rhetoric of kind of inclusivity to the idea of the metrosexual yes. as an identity and someone should was like be in the acronym this yeah. is really <laughs> like this is really ex exclusionary towards metrosexuals <laughs> for you to say that like all men smell bad like <laughs> Actually, yeah. some of us identify as metrosexuals. <laughs> and, and in fact, 
there are intersections, you know, some of us can be metrosexuals <laughs> and also tall. <laughs> well, I also think for like current day men, like straight men, real men. Um, there, right. <laughs> no, there is like still a stigma. Like it's yes. easier to be gay, but it's if you are a straight man in like a mostly straight society, like in the Midwest or Long Island or whatever, it is still weird if you're like, I care about clothes. Like, Let me say this. <laughs> yeah. I think at least the metrosexual was like a straight phenomenon. Whereas now, whenever a man paints his nails, he's smashing the gender binary. Yes, yes. At least true. metrosexual, the idea of the metrosexual at least gave straight men a little label to have when they wanted to be a little cutesy and they could still stay in their lane, but also wear <laughs> a skinny tie. Right. Now you wear a skinny tie, suddenly, you know, you have to be on the cover of Out Magazine. Right, right. Oh, that's so interesting. I was gonna say that like the metrosexual has like transitioned into being like, the only like analog to this now is like a straight tech bro who like is into like optimizing, but like like themselves, but like that's not, that's not the same. That's not the same. Cause like aesthetically, cause there's a queer aesthetic now that like is widely adopted. And yes. that is like separate from I think like metrosexuality, which was like on a big, on like, on like a wider, like thing scope it was just like men who wanted to like take care of themselves and closeted gay men right 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 so yes. that, which, which i honestly think was a but ton then, more but, do, but are we saying that like metrosexuals um every metrosexual back in the day was just in the closet or were they or or no no but, i don't think so no. i think that i think but i do think they had to apologize for and and explain having any interest outside of a very crazy binary that existed throughout the entire aughts. Right. Well, like, I also think, I mean, it has to do with the death of print because men's magazines had a lot of power over um, what was cool and what was not. Yeah, yeah. And so they would then dictate like this cut of pants, blah, blah, blah. These brands are cool. Like, for instance, the entire moment of like designer denim, like true religion. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> My point is there were like, it was top down. <laughs> it yes, was not a democratic down. movement. It was top down and people were being told what to look like and what to wear. Um, and how it's bottom up or no? And, and I think that there, it's less centralized now. Like it's in general, things are less trend based. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that the metrosexual as a concept was like sold to straight men. Yeah. Like this is what it means to like take, this is like a type of man you can be that's more elevated and is taking care of yourselves and blah, blah. Right. And now it's like GQ will talk about how like basketball players are rocking a great fit this week. It's right. Like, and, yeah. And, and by the way, like all the GQ editors are like these like hot straight dudes who dress well. And I'm like, oh, and then now like as a gay man, I'm over here like pining after them in my innocent way. But like, that's like, that's where we've gone. And it's like, fine, it's harmless. Well, GQ editors are like straight twinks. <laughs> yes, yes. And they're, and they're, and they're all gorgeous. Yes. Well, in the transition- the transition between the two was 2010 Tumblr culture. Yes. That would be like, fuck yeah, menswear. .tumblr yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> oh that's true. <laughs> Where they I mean, made, I have like, to say, sorry to state the obvious or be like, a, a, you know, a, I don't know, a lesser podcaster. Ah! But it, Ooh, tr it is true that, that jumped out. <laughs> it is true that Tumblr was like way more um, influential than we like to admit. Yes. No. Yeah. I think I think we don't say that enough. I know, I, yeah. but people know it to be true, implicitly. But like, I think we need to like externalize that truth more and say it. 
Put We're going to make merch that says Tumblr is actually more influential <laughs> than we talk about. That's really good. I would buy it. I Matt, buy you have it. something to say. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering that Bowen and I used to do a bit for years about metrosexuals. metrosexuals where I was, we were it was a this, song that Matt wrote. It was a how song did, did, I wrote. How did it go? It, it took place, it, it took place in 2003 and it was a group of friends and it was like me, Bowen, Dave and Doug Wydick and we were all watching the finale of American Idol season four. Like, and we were like, we love Bo Bice. And we were all like, oh, go Bo. And we, we were all just like sort of fagging out over Bo Bice, like, and then, um, and then you walked of, in. I walked in upset because I felt like even though I was a straight man, I, people were were upset that I like went to Ashley Simpson concerts. I'm like, why couldn't I just be myself? Right. And then, like, it was just like a, a group of people like, understanding each other, and we would sing about. I forget how it went. It was. Like, I like shoes and oh, wait, or, or, I like shoes and doing my hair. <laughs> It was. It was. I'm a metrosexual. I like fucking girls. Or what it was called. Like. <laughs> It was then Bowen did the best line, which was at the end. I I gave it to Bowen to like do like a punch up on it, and he put one joke in there that I really liked. I don't remember at the time, which was, um, oh no, it was like the bridge part. It was like, I'm a metrosexual, no more crying tears. I'm a metrosexual, I want to bang Britney Spears. (laughs) Wow, my first punch up. (laughs) <laughs> My first um, just like these men screaming that they wanted to bang Britney Spears. No, just, there couldn't be anything well, more 2003. That's so funny. Great guy, like or, like metrosexual thing is the word bang, bang, and the person bang. that you example that you make an example of. Is Britney, Britney Spears? Well, my my cele- whenever whenever uh, I was in the closet uh, in high school and people were, people were like, "Who's your celebrity crush?" I'd be like, um, "Sandra O." Oh. You know, like I like was so tasteful. I couldn't yeah, think. Sandra O. Oh. That's really intellectual. <laughs> that's, that's that's good. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think who mine. I think we've done this. Was. We yeah, have done humi- this. I have we a humiliating. Have I have a humiliating memory of this. So there was like, remember, like when you would get to a new class and you'd have to fill out those get to know me cards, and it was like favorite food, favorite music, favorite. I would always have a heart attack when I would get those things because then you'd have to say what your interests were, and I all my interests were like exclusively gay. Fucking so talk, I eating ass. Yeah, eating ass. <laughs> Thomas Finland. <laughs> Bottoming, topping, fist edging, pop, edging, poppers, light nipple play, some hair. Um, <laughs> um, like, uh, but I remember I would have a heart attack because I would have to sort of like guess what my peers and the teacher would want to hear. And I, the musician that I always put as my favorite musician was Limp Biscuit. No, <laughs> iconic. And iconic. My and for favorite actress, I would always say Tara Reid. Mm. And then I had to stop saying Tyree because she wasn't cool anymore. So I said Christiana Loken, who Who's played that? the T one million in one of the Terminator sequels. Like she was like this hot blonde. Oh. And my, my Spanish teacher one time said to me, "Who is Christiana Loken?" And I said, "Oh, she's an actress from Terminator." She goes, "Oh, how do you know her?" <laughs> and, and then I just went. I, I put on a straight bro voice and I said, "Website." <laughs> and, and she what? she literally did this <laughs> website website oh tara reed is actually a great answer it's been a great answer all along because like guess what big lebowski she's in like one scene but she's great 
I did not know that. I forgot that. I did not know she was in Big Lebowski. She's, For she's me, Terry does American Pie. American Pie, Josie and the Pussycats, Josie, Big Lebowski. The classic. I mean, she's like, she's like, how But see, what I did now was straight to associate her more with American Pie than Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> yes. Very straight. Very. Now straight. that I said that story, I will have a bad day the rest of the day. No. No. Oh, I'm not kidding. Like, it's one of those things where it's just like, <laughs> I can't believe I was drowning so much that I did that. Like, yeah. and said that. But that happens for like a good, even I remember being like literally 19 and being like, just sort of like saying what I felt like people wanted me to say, you know, like, I don't have the specifics, but I remember like one of the early improv classes being like, write down your favorite actors. And I was like, (laughs) I'm literally just going to like put what I think other people want me to say. Yeah. When I moved, when my family moved back to Greece, which I was 13, um, the cool thing at the time in Greek and probably other neighboring countries was to be into like death metal. Uh-huh. Like that, the cool thing was to be into like Iron Maiden and like Black Sabbath, which I, which I coming from suburban New Jersey, it was so foreign to me because in New Jersey, the cool thing was to be like preppy. Like in New yeah, Jersey, I was yeah. desperate to like be a lacrosse player, but I had no idea what the rules were. And then suddenly, and I was like wearing multiple polo shirts. And then to suddenly go from that to have the cool thing be literally listening to Iron Maiden. So I was just like, okay, I have to act fast. And so I just bought like a black backpack and just like wrote things on it with whiteout that were like vaguely referencing death metal. And then I found some like flea market store that sold like little pins of like bands that looked metal-esque and I just like (laughs) filled it with like little um buttons and then I was just like I would go to school every day I was like well I'm truly walking on thin ice because if a single person asks me like what song I like of any of these bands I legitimately would have no idea what to say (laughs) that was how I got into Bowen and I did an episode a few a few weeks ago where we ended up talking about like dashboard and like all that Mm -hmm. like emo stuff the reason I was even into that at all was because all the girls I was friends with in high school all were like that stuff, like something corporate and all that, all that stuff. And I remember just like, it wasn't naturally what I liked, but by the time I liked it, I really liked it because mm-hmm. I was able, I, I convinced myself of it. And now you listen to it again and you're like, okay, this is the gayest music of all time. <laughs> it's the gay, it's, it's whining, so, it's very gay. straight twinks who probably not even straight, just like screaming about how sad they are. Yeah. Which is beautiful. That music that was, really supposed to so be. so gay though. I mean, I remember like when pop punk was like simple plan which mm-hmm. I realize is like everything you're saying watered down like three more levels. But mm-hmm. there was something that gave, that like I related to that, that was, was like men in skinny jeans screaming kind of in a very well, like interesting music video. And the melodies were solid. And like, yes. there was like, there was, there were lots of, there were a lot of entry points for, for a closeted gay boy to, 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 to come in. To. Huge hooks. Huge I mean hooks. like huge pop hooks in those songs. Pops. Like, I mean, good Charlotte. You ever, you ever listen to Good, good Charlotte? Charlotte. Good Charlotte I love you ever it. listen to the song "The Ballad Only One" by Yellow Card? It's like a gorgeous <laughs> Whitney Houston ballad. <laughs> it's like so big and epic. It's like Celine Dion. You know, all the girls, the new girls, should do a cover out. Al- should all come together and do a cover <laughs> album of early two thousands pop punk. Yeah, I mean, Olivia Rodrigo is kicking it off, baby. That's how we started talking about it because we were talking about the new Olivia Rodrigo album and we were saying that she was kind of bringing back Paramore. Like Paramore. Yeah. 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 
Well, they well they they did this thing on sorry Pitchfork today where they were, where it was um like Haley Williams's influence is like everywhere now. It's like mm-hmm. the, the young girls, and it's just funny how like the cycle is short because don't they say like it's oh it's every 30 years but that's fashion but like um whatever it is in music like the yeah. cycle now is shortened to, like, you know whose influence is everywhere liz fair yes mm, oh my god true. yes even like okay guyville exile exile from guyville iconic but even like why can't i breathe exactly so good oh so good it, like her in fact i mean guyville is of course influential and iconic but her non-acclaimed stuff if anything in the mainstream is more influential because yes. she did it before you were allowed to do it. Exactly. And for her to go from that to that is is huge. Anyway. There was a time where you couldn't watch a romantic comedy trailer without hearing the beginning chords of Why Can't So good. Anyway. Isn't this the best part of breaking up? I think it's iconic and shows that we are intellectual gays that we moved on from actresses to um rocker girls not but the other gays are doing that no no not, not the other gays are doing that not, not the, the other gays, gays are doing not that the other gays are doing that all four of us talking about how like we like would like hide behind like certain things like like in our closet hood like and us talking, debating about whether or not Pride programming is like fun is like the is like is beautiful to me. That's what people so want. Stradio. That's this. That's radio. This episode, we're giving the people exactly what they want, and that's God. Sorry, I am like the <laughs> fact that I the fact that I oh oh self aware. I was alarm. so triggered. No, I'm not self aware at all. In fact, but okay, I was so I triggered myself so much by talking about the like Iron Maiden of it all yes. like the idea that that was ever something i had to do to appear horrifying acceptable to people around me is like insane yeah and of course now there's this weird almost like counterintuitive thing that happens where like all those things okay bear with me here but like for instance when i was young i would be alien not alienated but i would think something like a scorsese movie was not for me mm-hmm. and so i'd be like that's straight that's straight that's straight now that I'm grown, I can like appreciate it as just like a work of art. And I'm like, no, Martin Scorsese is like a very, very good director. And I genuinely enjoy his movies. And that's also confusing because then yes. it's like, where are we? Like, should I now just start listening to Iron Maiden? Well, it's okay. It's so tough. Well, this is where I feel like um, fan culture is such a big part of it. Because mm. when I think about the things that. that I was like afraid <laughs> of liking or like, it wasn't that the stuff was actually bad or too masculine for my tastes or whatever. It was that it was like the people that liked it, I would have felt like they were too masculine and they yeah. weren't too me. Like even like Blink-182, I now have enough distance and I'm like, I love, can't get enough of the stuff. But when I was like a kid, I was like, this is for the scary boys that like I will never hang out with because they're intense. And like also the Simpsons, that was for kids that were intense and I'm a really good kid and that's not for me. <laughs> I did think that about South Park a little bit. Yeah. What? That- just, there's something impenetrable about it. And I think it also, a lot of that stuff also just like, because remi- at the time I was living in New Jersey, it, a lot of that stuff like reminded me that my parents were for, and I was just like, yeah, no one yeah. even, people were like, I'm not allowed to watch South Park. I'm like, my parents don't know what South Park is. Like, that's not even part of the conversation. Right, same, George. Yeah, yeah but this, no. but this, but this is, this was, this is maybe talking, this maybe addresses what you two are talking about, where it's like, you had to always triangulate like what the thing was and 
what and who you were in relation to the people who liked the thing and then you're mm -hmm. like well i'm either I'm, I'm either not that person or i am that person um and then that's like what like kind of like sucks us all into like current gay fandoms or whatever where it's like oh well i it's it's more important to belong than it is to like have like a sense of like what i what i like which I, th I, th I think about all the time. I'm like, yeah. I, kind of, I probably like this thing because everyone else likes it, which is fine. I still like it. Yeah. Um, well, you're also pointing to the fact that social media dynamics literally recreate high school dynamics. Yeah, of course. So we're just graduating from one form of high school to another. High school never ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'll say this in conclusion about the 2000s. Oh, he's just concluding. You had to be there. <laughs> and orders a heart out and we're actually past the heart out he's late he's late to we're, his we're dinner with late. madonna we're a minute late. can um, i ask a, a genuine question sam are you gonna are you like really mad that i have a heart out no no i'm not actually mad. okay no it happens to us all day yeah, the it job is also i know it does yeah. but this episode could have so easily been like a two-hour recording okay and we why don't have, we like, do another one gone off, gone off we'll do another one in a, in a, in a couple of years all right <laughs> Bowen's really pushing it back. <laughs> Not I, one this year. Is, <laughs> that, I think, sorry, Bowen, that is so shady what you just did. <laughs> no, I just don't believe it. We'll I always say, think, <laughs> yeah, well, let's reconvene in a couple of years. <laughs> I always say a couple of years because I don't want to put the pressure. I don't want to like be so I know, insistent on coming back. So I, and I just want to make it clear. I was, I was assuming we would do it again in like two days. That, and I knew that about you. I knew that yeah. about you. No, I just assume that I'm, I assume I'm invited on every episode. God, you know what I wish? I wish we were all in the same room. Uh, we really you know literally could have no, been. No, that's the craziest part is that we actually could have been. No, Matt, been. you said your parents were visiting. Yeah, but fuck them. <laughs> we we should do My this. My mom was just waving the, well, she was waving at me from the window. She's watering the flowers I went. Is she there? I, I was thinking the whole time, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm t I'm telling you guys, it's intoxicating. When Matt and I did an episode in the same in the same studio as as, as as our guest, we need to we it, it, it's different. We need to do, we it owe it to different. ourselves, the four of us, to do this in, a, in in the same room. I know George is doing a bit like like we we should all be in the same room, but we actually should. No, no this, I mean it is this like, weekend. I'm telling you, we're doing it. <laughs> Let's record this weekend. Great, I'm not free at all, but we can. <laughs> <laughs> Is I mean, you might pride? be. Do you think you have tickets to any Pride event? Because you don't. Bitch, no, and we didn't don't. even get to talk about my experience. I'm going to be on Fire Island. Which, oh, yes. right. <laughs> and we didn't get to talk about my experience. I'm going to be on Fire <laughs> Island. <laughs> well, and, and no one even talked. No one even asked. Hey, Sam, are, which parties are you going to be at? Like, which VIP tickets did you access? Um, Actually, zero, because I'm going to be on Fire Island, which actually I semi-regret. It's the ultimate VIP experience. Though. That's right. That's it is true, a private island. But it's very much all of the worst the people you've section. ever met. One <laughs> <laughs> of the VIP Um Okay, wait, we have to do our final segment. Sorry, that's George, right. you have to go okay. past your time. Okay, no, that's fine. So our final segment is called Shout Outs, and you give a shout out sort of in the style of 2001 TRL um, back to your crew about anything that you're liking um, at the moment. Um, wait, George, do you have one? Sure. Okay. Um, How's everybody doing, listeners? That's right, I have a chill voice now. I want to give a quick shout out to past guest of the pod, Larry Owens. Matt Rogers and I attended his show and it was the first live performance of any kind I've seen that wasn't comedy. Okay. Uh, and right, because the first live performance I did see that was comedy with Sam Show and yeah, everyone, and he was incredible and iconic <laughs> and slayed. And I, it, and it actually made me never want to 
never want to go to another performance game because it could never compare to Sam. But nevertheless, I persisted and went to Larry Owens' performance. I went into this show, and this is a show where he sang Sondheim standards. I went in knowing literally zero about Sondheim to the extent that I did not recognize a single song he sang. And let me tell you something, by the end, I was all in and I spent the next day watching YouTube videos yes, of I was gonna various ask. Broadway Wonderful. divas, for example, Bernadette Peters and Patti Lapone performing Sondheim classics. And now I am ready for theater to reopen so that I can see <laughs> Company fun. starring Katrina Lenk. Yeah. Wait, did you did you watch the video that I was telling you about? Which, Which one was, were you talking um, about? The Kennedy Center Honors Barbara Cook. Yes, the Glenn Close one. Yes. Yes, I did. In and fact, you, I watched that you, maybe three times. What? It's it's iconic. It's a moment of culture. It is. It's yes. iconic. Wait, what did you think of when they cut to Anna in the audience and she was I crying? mean, it was so... I I honestly expected her to be even more teary-eyed. <laughs> I expected her to be, like, violently convulsing. Uh, no, her, her vibe in it is very, like, I am out <laughs> yeah. of wind. I, I have had the wind taken out of me. I can't believe what I just saw. That was her crying. Vibe. Yes. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> like the, the face she was making, the sound is, uh, 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 I mean, uh, I wish our listeners could see. Uh, this, is, this is an incredible really? performance. That is so good. Love you. Oh. Love you. Okay, um, Sam's turn. Okay, I'll go. Um, what's up, listeners? How's everybody doing? I hope you're enjoying your beautiful Pride Week. I just want to give a huge little old shout out to the um, watching the decline of Twitter. I am still active on this website, and it's really interesting to see there's actually no one on there that I enjoy seeing their tweets. It's weird to still be upon this website. You know, every once in a while, George will tweet late at night, and I'll smash that RT because it's fun, and somebody's having fun with the platform for once. But in general, it's literally screenshots of movies. People being like, she ate this. And it's like, yeah, that's why she was hired, you dumb bitch. It makes no sense. It's kind of sad to see something slowly rot, but I'm also here for it. Love you for the decline of Twitter. I'll see you soon. Woo! It's going the way of Facebook, isn't it? It really is. It's really bizarre. It's like prompt Twitter every day. It's like... People re- redo viral tweets now. They like get covered. It's weird. Ugh, prompt Twitter is so. It's, I can think of nothing more pathetic than to actually genuinely. I'm sorry. Pe- we've all done it. I say this as I say this to to a group of people who we've all responded to prompt Twitter, but it's like I don't want. Who cares? Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I can go. Go for it. Um, hey, freakas and chicas, <laughs> it's your boy Bowen. I just wanted to shout out. The re-release of the instant classic Jesse Ware album, What's Your Pleasure, the Platinum Pleasure Edition. Yes. My special relationship to Jesse Ware to that album was when it came out last year. I tweeted something, Twitter. Twitter. I was like, I love that Jesse Ware has finally discovered faggots this album cycle. And then I got a lot of people in my reply saying, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about. Why are you shitting on Jesse Ware? It was Stan Twitter being like, thinking that I was shading Jesse Ware for like getting into like, a new sound and I was like, oh God, no. Like I was I was ground floor Jesse Ware fan when she was doing Shaw Day during Wildest Moments and like uh, uh, like, like that album cycle. Like I've been listening to Jesse Ware since day fucking one. Don't try it, don't swipe. I fucking love this re-release. I'm sorry I made that like so like um acrimonious, but like um anyway, this is about Jesse. 
Uh, I'm 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 loving all the new tracks he's added on. What's your uh, um um so hot and heavy and please. And then um, I'm rediscovering songs from the original album that I totally completely overlooked, like Spotlight. Like the, the first track is so fucking good. Anyway, freakas and chicas, I love it. You will too. Bye. Woo. Woo. Bowen, I have to agree. Thank you for shouting that out. That was I. It's so good. I can't stop it's listening so good. to it. I'm I obsessed. One of the best songs of all time is um, Champagne Kisses. Oh yeah. Oh right. my God. And just to piggyback so off bad. of that, I was on front row for Jessie Ware in 2012. <gasps> when like when she was first like popping off. Wait, what's yeah. Champagne Kisses? Sh- when there's nothing, 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 nothing. Uh, the, the album I'm thinking of is Devotion. That's the Devotion. One. Yes, Devotion. The and that's the tour I went to. Yeah. Yeah, but it, like Bowen, like it's not. So, your tweet is dead on when you say she discovered faggots. Like she find like her music finally got like up tempo. Like well, she, I mean, she finally has like kicked yeah. it up and she had a Red Bull and went to the studio. But Fine, then right. all these faggots were like, ah, oh, fuck you, Sade. Was Who cares? Because faggots are so dumb. Faggots are dumb. <laughs> yeah, that is actually true. <laughs> Merch. That's merch. Merch. Okay, sorry. I love that. Are you ready? Yes. What's absolutely good, everybody? This is me, Matt Rogers, a.k.a. DJ Rigatoni Danza, a.k.a. My new drag name is Salem Witchcraft. Going to be performing never. All right, I just want to do a quick shout-out to Senorita Ford, a.k.a. Miss Ford, my Spanish teacher from absolutely, yes, eighth grade, where I um, sort of, you know, said my favorite actress is Christiana Lucan and implied that I jacked off to her on a website. I want to give her a shout-out because I know I ruined her day, and um, I've not been able to stop thinking about it like I confirmed I would not be able to earlier today on the episode. So I want to thank everyone so much for um, sort of bearing with me as I went through that memory, and I just want to say, Senorita Ford, if you're out there a listener if you're a freak a chica if you're a loser a freak um and you're listening to this episode of radio lab i want to say i'm very sorry and i also want to say i'm very sorry to christiana loken who also didn't deserve any of this she simply went in for an audition for the terminator she booked the t1 million and she killed it um and i sexualized her in that moment as a closeted gay and metrosexual pronouncing little dumb faggot and faggots are dumb mm-hmm. so thank you so much shout out to miss ford actually you know what now that i remember you were kind of a shitty teacher oh. um um, but oh. you still, that, that doesn't mean you deserved um, yeah. what happened to you. So I stand you as a person, but not as a teacher. <laughs> okay, Woo! victim blaming Senorita Ford. <laughs> I love that. Not all was good, like, not couldn't all have been more Irish. Senorita Ford. Senorita <laughs> Ford. Tough. She tough. was like, she was like, um, we had a Senorita very, Buddington. Very pale, Ooh, redheaded. I bet Irish she girl. had a tough time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, guys, this has been so much fun. Thank I you so much for doing the pod. I haven't had more Shut fun up. than this. We're dumbasses. You, no, You're the you smart two, ones. No, you two are fucking so fucking good. And, <laughs> I, and, I, and, I, and I stand you until I, I my body withers and gets rotted into the damn core of the earth. In about 1520. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, I, I echo my sister. The Safty sister. The Safty sister. Um, well, no we stand no you guys. I just well want to and... say, yeah, we're not reply. We're not responding. Like we also like you too. We're just letting oh, sorry, you. Sorry. Le- Sam. No, no, go ahead. I did respond that way, and now I'm. Oh, you did, but I, I guess I. <laughs> yeah, I guess that. I was. I'm. I guess I'm just talking about myself. Um, <laughs> is self awareness good? What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. I just want to say. You guys, please listen to Las Culturistas, hosted <laughs> yeah, by Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you. Next week they're having Bristol Palin. Yes, <laughs> she's to so say funny. Her side of the story. She's so no. She, <laughs> she's, and you know what? She knows about culture. No, she with does. her it's just bits she the does. whole time. It's she's a culture maker. It's so fun. Bristol Palin on Dancing with the Stars was a moment of culture. Mm-hmm. And I'll it say was. this: rule of culture number forty-six. Bristol Palin. Wow. All right. Oh my God. Bye. I truly am okay, already seven girls. minutes late and haven't left. Go, go, go. Go. Okay. Okay. Bye.